everyone. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. Today's episode, I'm going to help you decide what state you should form your IRA LLC in. So before we get into the rules on where to form your LLC, if you want to set up a checkbook control IRA LLC, let's briefly go through two things. One, the different types of self-directed IRAs, and then two, what an LLC is. So if you want to do alternative asset investments with your IRA, there's generally two ways to do it. You can do a self-directed IRA, which essentially allows you to move your money tax-free into a platform like IRA Financial, which involves the custody of your IRA that allows you to invest in alternative assets like real estate or cryptos or private business investments. Um, Self-directed IRAs have been legal since the advent of ERISA in 1974, which created IRAs. The reason you may have not been aware of that is because the traditional banks and financial institutions control the retirement marketplace. Out of the $32 trillion of retirement money and $12 trillion of IRAs, less than 3% alternative, even though it's been legal since 1974. Why? Well, they got big, big budgets and big money, and they want you to buy equities and mutual funds and ETFs. Why? That's how they make money. They sell products. So the self-directed industry was born in 74, and it was basically there to provide investors a second option, those investors that do not want to do traditional investments, but want to diversify and have the opportunity to do legal alternative asset investments. The IRS only says you can, cannot do three things with your IRA. Two are found under Section 408, and that's collectibles and life insurance. You can buy life insurance in a 401k. And the third are the prohibited transaction rules found in Internal Revenue Code Section 4975, which, just to summarize, says you cannot do any investment with your IRA that in any way, directly or indirectly, personally benefits you or your lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled by such persons. So you can't take your IRA, buy yourself a car. You can't take your IRA, buy a house and live in it. You can't take your IRA and give it to your kids. Why? You need to do investments that exclusively 100% benefit your IRA. So you could invest in almost anything else, whether it's you know real estate, third-party businesses, investment funds, hedge funds, private equity, hard money loans, precious metals, cryptos. Got a whole slew of investment opportunities. So there's two ways to do it. You can do the self-directed IRA, which essentially means you open up an IRA at a IRA self-directed custodian like IRA Financial Trust. You roll those funds over tax-free and then the Custodian IRA Financial Trust, based off your direction, will facilitate the investment, titles in the name of your IRA, and all the income and gains will flow back to the IRA without tax. The second option is called a checkbook control or self-directed IRA LLC, which, as you guess, involves an LLC. 
And this became popular late in the 1990s after a bunch of cases, but primarily the Swanson v. Commissioner case, where the tax court said, yes, you could have a retirement account that exclusively owns an entity and managed by that entity without triggering the prohibited transaction rules. And it just was kind of the right time because LLC started to get popular in the mid 90s. People wanted limited liability protection. Every state at that point started recognizing LLCs. And at this point, almost every new business is a limited liability company, every small business almost. Uh, if they're not, they're S-Corps, which has kind of the same attributes of an LLC. So what's an LLC? An LLC, think of it as a funnel. It's a partnership for tax purposes, but there's no entity level tax. The only tax is at the member level or the shareholder level. Whereas a C corporation, think of it as a big box. There's two layers. There is the corporate level tax, which is 21% now. And then the dividend goes to the shareholder, which will pay tax based off whether it's a dividend, potentially 15% or, or higher. So that's two levels of tax, meaning if the company generates $100 of net profits, it will pay $21 of corporate tax, leaving it $79 left. And then if it dividends out the rest, it's going to pay, the shareholder will pay tax on that $79. Whereas if you set up a LLC, there's no entity level tax that $100 passes through or flows through to the owners and it's taxed at the owner level at their um, income level. So you're going to have a reduced aggregate taxable amount in the LLC because there's only one layer of tax. So LLCs like corporations have limited liability protection, meaning your assets outside of the LLC are protected from creditor attack. So it's super popular for you know, real estate and other investments that have some liability risk. Um, so what started happening in the late nineties is people said, Hey, I want to have more control. I want to have limited liability protection, you know, especially for real estate. I want more privacy. I don't want people to know I have an IRA that's invested in that transaction. I want to invest in a investment and have some anonymity. So the LLC um, became more popular. Also at that point, 20 years ago or so, guess what? IRA custodian fees were expensive. An average IRA, you can pay $1,500 to $2,000 a year in fees. So what the LLC was, done, was doing, it was able to reduce those fees because there were less transactions at the custodian level. You, as the manager of the LLC, through a local bank, were able to do transactions by writing a check or executing a wire, which was very helpful from a timing and cost-effective standpoint. So it actually was the catalyst to bring down the cost of self-directed IRAs. And now IRA Financial, we have a flat $300 fee. So you don't have to spend $1,500 or spend money on transactions or per asset. Anytime you do a deal, you can do a checkbook control or actually even a regular self-directed IRA and just pay a flat fee. So the checkbook control was popular again for speed, privacy, and limited liability protection, as well as the ability to reduce costs. Um, I would say the most popular investments for checkbook control self-directed IRAs are real estate, um, as well as hard money loans and um, some private business investments for privacy. So the, now that you know what an LLC is, you know you have two options. You can do a self-directed IRA or a self-directed IRA LLC. Let's talk about where you should form the LLC. So a couple of rules. First rule is generally it makes most sense as a general rule, form the LLC where the investment will be made. Now this is especially true for real estate. If you're doing real estate in Texas, 
form the LLC in Texas. Why? Most states will deem you to be engaged in a business in that state if you own rental property that generates revenue. So if you form the LLC in a different state, like Wyoming or Nevada or Delaware, which are deemed you know, popular type LLC states, then you're still going to have to register that LLC to do business in Texas, which will mean dual filing fees. So people like Delaware and Wyoming because there's more privacy. It's much harder to find out who owns the LLC. All you need is a registered agent in that state if you do not live in a state that you are forming your LLC in. So if you wanted ultimate privacy, you can form an LLC in Delaware, get a registered agent company, pay them about a hundred bucks a year. And then it's going to be hard for someone to know who owns the LLC because if they go online, all they'll see who the registered agent is. They won't see who the manager or the member is. So a lot of people like that. Now, if you just aren't that focused on privacy or anonymity, then in the real estate context, form it where you buy the real estate. Forming it in Arizona to buy property in New York doesn't make sense because you're going to pay dual filing fees. Some people may say, ah, you don't need to file in that separate state. Well, guess what? If you don't, you may be subject to back fees and penalties if that second state deems you to be engaged in a business. Number two, you may not be able to sue in that state. Number three, you may not be able to avail yourself of limited liability protection if you haven't formed uh, as a business in that state and filed as a foreign LLC. Filing as a foreign LLC doesn't mean you're, for, you're, you're a foreign LLC, meaning you're from Canada or Czechoslovakia. It just means you're in a different state. So it's just a filing fee. That's all it is. It's just paper. Um, that's all it is. If you formed your LLC in Texas, now you want to do business in New York, you can go on their website, file as a foreign LLC, and that's really it. It's not a big deal. It's just an extra cost. But I suggest doing it the right way. If it's not real estate, then generally you don't, you can file in any state, right? If you're doing cryptos or you're doing a hard money loan, investing in a hedge fund, you technically can form the LLC in any state. So I would select a state that does not have a high annual franchise fee. California is the highest annual franchise fee, minimum of $800. And California is super aggressive. You, you won't believe this, but it's true. If you buy real estate, if you're a resident of California, which is an important point, if you're a resident of California and your IRA owns an LLC, and your LLC owns property in Nevada or does a deal in Nevada, invests in a business in Texas. The fact that you're the manager of the LLC and you live in California, even though the IRA owns the LLC and the IRA is not a resident of California, IRAs are not taxpayers, they don't have residency. So uh, IRA Financial Trust is chartered in South Dakota. So technically the IRAs are in South Dakota, not California. California will deem your LLC to be engaged in a business in California because you, the manager, are a California resident and are making investment decisions on behalf of your LLC. So California is super, super aggressive that way. Um, so just be cautious. If you are a resident of California or you're transacting in that state, I suggest you form the LLC uh, in California or at least file to, to uh, do business in that state as a foreign LLC. They're gonna, if they nail you, they're going to go after you. The minimum franchise fee is 800 bucks, which is the highest in the country. What other states have high franchise fee? Uh, Tennessee um, has, has a $300 one. Uh, Massachusetts has a $500 annual fee. Uh, Texas has a franchise fee, but there's an exemption if you have less than approximately $1.2 million in annual you know, revenues value. So uh, most people don't hit that. Um, but just be aware of California. New York has a publishing fee. So if you uh, want to set up a business in New York City, you, you can pay a publishing fee one time, which can be around a thousand bucks. But if you're not engaged in a trader business, you, you may not want to just publish. 
So if you live in New York and you're going to own cryptos or you're going to invest in a private equity fund, you can form the LLC in New Jersey or Delaware or South Dakota even. We'll, we'll be a registered agent for no fee. So just want to throw it out there. If you're a client of IRA Financial and you want to just form your LLC in South Dakota because you're going to just do cryptos or uh, you want to do a deal in a different state, we'll take care of your registered agent, no fee. South Dakota is a minimal annual fee. So it's, it's not a big deal. Some states have no annual fees. Um, states like Colorado uh, and, and, and some other states. And New York's a minor annual fee once you get through the, the uh, publishing. Jersey, same thing. Uh, Texas, no annual fee, just um, you know, franchise report. Needs to be filed even if you're exempted. So that's why you want to work with the experts. We'll help you along this way based off where you're forming the LLC. We'll give you uh, guidance. We'll also tell you what you need to do on an annual basis. The beauty of the LLC, again, is it's a flow-through. Single-member LLC IRAs don't file any tax returns. If your LLC is going to be owned by two more IRAs, you'll file a partnership return. No taxes due. But you're going to no federal taxes due, but you're going to file a federal and state partnership return. Um, and K1s will go to the IRS and to the IRA. Um, other than that, one thing to keep in mind again, California residents, you're probably going to be stuck filing California, whether you file initially or as a foreign LLC. If you're not a California resident and you're buying real estate, you're probably going to want to form the LLC in the state where the real estate is going to be located. Uh, if you're not doing real estate and you're not a resident of California, you can pretty much pick any LLC state you want. I would suggest doing a state that does not have a high annual franchise fee or annual filing fee to save money because you're not going to really uh, need to use that LLC other than to have a bank account. Uh, another thing you may ask, is it a problem if I set up a, a Texas LLC and live in Maine? Can I set up a bank account? Um, you're generally going to be able to do that. Um, so that, that's usually not an issue. So there's, there's generally, those are the principles I would follow. There's no right or wrong. I mean, some people like Delaware, Nevada, um, Wyoming. If you're going to be getting investors uh, internationally or even domestically, people like Delaware, they have more established LLC laws. Uh, I like to form stuff in Delaware if I do real estate or investments of my own. I generally use Delaware, although I'm a resident of Florida. So if I was doing stuff in Florida, I would probably just set up a Florida LLC, small fee of about 135 bucks a year, not a big deal. And, and I would do that um, because again, if I own real estate in Florida and I set up my LLC in Delaware, I would technically need to file that LLC to do business in Florida because real estate is located in that state. So just be, just be careful. If it's not in real estate, you have more flexibility unless you live in California. If you have a multiple member LLC, two or more IRAs, remember, file the partnership return and the state equivalent. Uh, no taxes due, but you're still going to need to file a return. Single member LLC, no return is due from a federal uh, standpoint other than potentially you know, a franchise fee or a filing fee to your requ requisite state. So that's it. Um, if, obviously, if you're a client of IRA Financial, we're going to help you with this. Um, we'll also help you on an ongoing basis uh, to tell you what your annual responsibilities are from an LLC standpoint. You can always change your LLC or file in a different state. So you're not kind of locked in stone uh, if you want to make a move. Your residency isn't as relevant as you think because remember, the IRA owns the LLC, not you. The only time your residency makes sense makes a difference if California's a residency because of how aggressive they are from a nexus standpoint. Or if you, for example, set up your LLC in Colorado, you live in Colorado and then move to Texas, you need to get a 
registered agent in that state. You don't have to move the LLC if the, you still want to keep a Colorado LLC because your real estate's there or, or you just like the state. You just need to find an address in that state so you can get a friend or family member or just hire a registered agent um, if, you, if you wish, but you still need an address in that state. So um, I hope you enjoy this podcast. I know it kind of gets confusing. That's why I wanted to break down. You don't need the LLC if you don't want to. If you're just doing cryptos for Gemini, for example, with us, you don't need an LLC. But if you are a real estate investor or you just like privacy, you want more control, then the LLC could make sense. Um, or if you want to use a different exchange other than Gemini, the LLC um, is a good option. So then it comes down to where you want to form it. And um, you know that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Um, hopefully I gave you some nice tips. First thing, are you a resident of California? If you are, probably going to need to go there and form. If you're not, now it's, is it real estate or not real estate? Is it, if it's real estate, you may want to form in the state where the real estate's located. If it's not real estate, you got flexibility and you can go to a, to a more popular state like Delaware or Wyoming or Nevada um, to do the LLC. And you probably don't need to form, to file, excuse me, as a foreign LLC because you're not going to be in a business by holding Bitcoin or gold or investing in a hedge fund. So you're probably good on that end. Um, other than that, um, you know, it's pretty simple stuff. Single member LLCs, no partnership returns. Multiple member LLCs need to file a partnership return, even though no taxes due. So there you go. Hope <laughs> I was helpful, open and confused the heck out of you guys, but um, it's it, we're here to help. So it's another advantage of being a client of IRA Financial and using our ongoing annual consulting service. We are here to help you get through this and make sure you stay in full compliance and um, know that all your questions will get answered. So uh, that's it. Um, appreciate you guys listening and watching. Thanks for all your support and uh, talk to everyone again next week.